0: What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life and balance where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live. And we replace it with powerful, easy to use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Welcome, welcome. Elaine Williams here with Still Human. We are so excited that you're here. If you're new to us, welcome. If you have heard us before, thanks for coming back. Please share us. Kathy Keegan and I started this podcast because we wish we had known so many things we didn't know when we first started out as coaches. And we wanted to tell like a We wanted to do a peek behind the curtain of coaching with a comedic twist because who doesn't want a little more fun in their lives, right? And so that's why we started our podcast. And we have this amazing guest today, Ginger Burr. I'm so excited. So hello, Ginger Burr. Hello. Welcome. 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 Thank you. (laughs) We're so excited that you're here. And Ginger, tell us, um, well, first of all, Kathy Keegan is this amazing Fabulous coach with an improv background, which is why we were always laughing so hard. And she is one of the smartest people I've ever known. It's like hanging out with an Encyclopedia Britannica. And if (laughs) if you're under 30, you may not even know what that is. There was was something before Google. Google it. I'm just kidding. Um, So anyway, and then Ginger is this amazing image artist. And I can't wait to hear more about it. And, of course, as an insecure woman in her middle ages, I'm always thinking, oh, my God, is she judging what I'm wearing? I shouldn't have, oh, my my headset doesn't match anything. So, uh, anyway, (laughs) welcome, Ginger.
1: We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I can tell this is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, we
0: like to laugh. So I'm always just curious, like, how did you get into what you're doing?
1: so i got into it because i had no clue how to dress myself i i spent a lot of time in my 20 no my teens even in my teens and my 20s just looking at other women and thinking they look so great how come i feel so awkward and gawky and just oh. no you know, i'm not just sort of flow i mean it was the beginning of sort of the hippie era and i'm just so not hippie anyway but you know i would look at these women in these long flowing skirts and these you know, sort of funky curly hair and I'd oh that i want that and Somehow it never translated for me ever. So I struggled a lot, and I I didn't know what the rules were, if you want to talk about rules. And so a lot of it was hit or miss. And so I just finally, I was about to turn 30 before I finally found someone who could teach me what I needed to know. And it was such a breakthrough, so empowering that I I hadn't planned to do it as a business, but I thought, well, you know, let me help other women so they don't struggle the way I did.
2: I love it. That's that's beautiful. You know, there was a lot of, for many years in my career, um, that took up a lot of headspace was what to wear. And it, and and when you spend a lot of time on that, it wears your brain out. It does. You no, know, it really, really does. And it is such a moment when you start to find a look or looks, or you start to understand what looks good on you.
1: Well, you know, so many because I have clients who say, you know, I spent I spend too much mental energy trying to make this work and figure out what to wear, and then even once I do put something on, I expend more mental energy not feeling great. in what um, I'm wearing. you know what? I'm in this business. I am, you know, into fashion. I don't want to try on 14 different things in the morning before I get dressed. I don't want to go out and sh- shop for six hours. You know, I want to be able to get in, get dressed, get out, and feel good about what I wear. And I think that's what most women, maybe men too, I don't know. But mo- that's what most women want. And a lot of women don't have that. They struggle.
2: Yes, Oh yes. my gosh!
1: And I and as
0: someone, you know, I try to be really open about this because I hope I know it helps people. I'm I'm 53 and I was bulimic from 12 to 24 with periods of anorexia and and before I was 12, I was put on my first diet in the first grade. So you know, just I, I mean, the amount of energy I spent obsessing about my size, what I was going to eat, what was I not going to eat, you know. it and and i the suffering you know and so i it's it's great to be reminded of that and just to let other women know there's there's other ways you know right and and i just think it's like can can you have fun with fashion if you're 5 two and a half can you have fun you know 8% of women can be are genetically capable of being supermodels and yet that's still what we're seeing <laughs> I so, know. yeah, you I said What it. was it, 8%? 8%, 8%. Yeah. It's so right. crazy. And so, Ginger, what do you, um, do you have certain things you help uh, women who are short and curvy?
1: <laughs> well, I have to say that I, probably the majority of my clients are curvy. And I have a lot of petite clients, a lot. And you know why? It's because they ignore us. Well, I'm yes. not petite. But, you know, they ignore curvy women. They ignore women over 40, 45, 50, whatever it might be, you know, depending on other factors as well. And they ignore you if you are curvy or plus size or petite or whatever it is. They don't think about that. And particularly all of those things together. Forget it. Right. And so a lot of my clients come to me saying, you know, everything is designed for somebody who's 5'10", has a straight body, no tummy. You know, visible tummy And, you know, I put what I see on the mannequin on And how come it looks (laughs) And I get it I get it I mean, I I don't have a model's body I mean, I'll tell you People sometimes think that I do Because I know how to dress myself To cover, you know Didn't you
2: go to modeling school? I
1: did go to modeling school But the only reason I went to modeling school is, I mean, I got into this back in the dark ages And There, I was interested. I had a curiosity about fashion, but there was nowhere back then to learn about it. So I went to modeling school. And the thing I learned about that was really very little to do with fashion or makeup or any of that. I learned how women are expected to compare themselves to what is the ideal, and I say that in quotes, for those who can't see me doing this, um, the ideal body shape. Because I remember very clearly, and I have no idea what this woman's name was, I'm hoping that she got over this, because I haven't. (laughs) Um, She was, I was the oldest one in my class, at the time I was 21, and she was 15, and they berated her because she was supposedly overweight. Now I looked at her, I thought, she looks perfectly fine to me, and and even if she did have extra pounds on whatever they think are extra pounds, shut up, you know? <laughs> really? I mean, I don't say that word very lightly. I know it's funny, but I don't. And I just watched them berate her. I watched her mm. energy level sink. I watched her self esteem just be undermined. And it broke my heart. It just mm. broke my heart. Never, ever, ever. My goal you know, whatever I do in my life is to build women up,
0: mm. to build
1: up. because I think we're all beautiful. We all can look um, amazing. And it's not really about how others perceive us. It's about how we perceive ourselves.
2: Oh, uh, I just, those are such beautiful. It's, it's like a balm. I'm like, to preach. Hearing you speak. preach, to preach. And so. for all the women out there, all shapes and sizes, and I represent different shapes and sizes and I've had them in my life. And I dread going shopping. yeah, It is not pleasant for me at all. Um, I always need to have someone, usually my husband, who is able to, he's got a really beautiful eye. So, but it, it, it was difficult because you get a lot of criticism from people too. You know, people feel very, very open about sort of commenting <laughs> on what you're wearing. And it's sort of like, who gave you the right to tell right. me what you think about about me and how I dress and it's painful for us. You know, it really is. And I, and Ginger, you've been doing this for decades. (laughs) Yeah. 35 years. Yes. Wow. And and I love it. I love it. Um, and, and for those who are not watching, you should probably like go to YouTube and watch because she looks fabulous, She does, right? She looks like herself. She exudes who she is. And this is what, here's the thing it's not that we're all supposed to dress a certain way or be a certain way. I mean, I kept remembering in my life, you know, I went up and down and I was in OA for years because of, you know, my my addiction to food and this um, this crazy relationship with it. And all I ever got was a larger or smaller version of me. And so the key was to learn to love me the way I am, the way I'm shaped and to just really revel in that more. And it's not easy because all of the sort of outside messages are are very strongly not in that direction, as you were just so beautifully pointing out.
1: It's so true, and you know, years ago, and I actually just sort of revisited a little bit with people, because um, I did a whole survey about body shapes. Uh, that's a whole other conversation, but I <laughs> called Hurtful Comments and Unwanted Advice. And I basically reached out to my list and I said, what are things that have been said to you at some point in your life that have impacted how you feel about your body, how you feel about getting dressed, how you feel about how you are visibly out there in the world? Oh, my goodness. Ugh. My goodness. I had women who came back to me, being had messages given to them when they were five years I mean, Elaine, you mentioned being put on a diet when you were, what, 10 or something. Small, I mean,
0: younger. I was in first grade, which is, I think, sixth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, the messages that you get as a result of that women and and, uh, you know, I always hope that that, you know, we can let these things go eventually because otherwise they eat away at you. But I've had women say to me, you know, I still think about, you know, when I was five years old and my aunt told my mother that, you know, she better do something because I had a belly. And I'm like, oh, my God, you were, and doesn't matter what age you were, actually, but five years old and then 50 years later, it's still, she's so sensitive about her tummy.
2: I'd go to my grandmother's and she'd put me on the scale and weigh me. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and we all, I bet, you know, we all have those memories and they're still there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's why,
2: first of all, I love (laughs) yoga pants,
0: yoga pants forever. (laughs) And I, and I, you know, and I, I mean, I feel like my, my weight has, you know, it's gone up a little bit and then I'm, you know, been able to get back, get off some of the COVID uh, extra love there. But um, I do see a trend like in Instagram. I see lots of like fears, like what your body can do more than what it looks like and i love that and then i have seen a couple of trends on instagram where people are like you know i've been looking i've been looking all over my house my car my office and i don't see any piece of paper that said i want your opinion (laughs) 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 and i i think that's a fun meme you know um so yeah i mean I, i think part of the healing we all get to do is realizing that we're not alone in this, you know, in the patriarchy, you know, the the system we sort of were born into, and hopefully some things are changing. And Ginger, on a, on a lighter note, I'm I'm always fascinated. First of all, you've been in business thirty years,
1: thirty five. Woo!
0: Like right there, that is like woo! woo. I mean, wow, that's you have done some tried and true things and you probably made quite a few experimental lessons. Tell us something. I always love to know, like, what is something embarrassing that happened to you or with a client or something?
1: Okay. So, um, you know, as, when I started out, pantyhose were the popular thing. Right. Oh yeah! No matter what you were doing, you never, ever put on shoes without stockings. Uh, and, and, and younger women right now are like rolling their eyes, I'm sure, going, really? And in fact, the first time I remember years later putting on a pair of shoes without stockings on, it felt weird. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't know about it. I've never naked.
2: done it. I've yeah, never done it.
1: It's a bizarre. Yeah, it's a very bizarre thing. I mean, I do it now, although I don't tend to wear a lot of dresses, but I put on shoes with my pants and stuff without knee highs or whatever, you know, we used to wear. But I remember one of the things was when pantyhose went away, I thought, I have very freckly legs, very, very pale legs. If I am going, Cassie, you get it, when, if I'm going out to do something professionally and I'm going to wear a dress, which I very rarely do. I'm going to have a very sheer stocking on, I just or tights or something covering my legs because otherwise I feel self-conscious. So, but I don't like pantyhose. I mean, who likes pantyhose? When I wore pantyhose for years, I used to cut the waistband of them always, always, always. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> stand anything tight around my stomach, and I couldn't breathe if I had them on. They never fell down. But when pantyhose kind of went out of favor. But, you know, women were still wearing some stockings. I switched to knee-highs. And I thought, oh, okay, these are way more comfortable. And they made them so they'll stay up and all that thing. Well, then a a few years went by and I didn't really wear any. And one day I thought, you know what, I'm going to wear a dress and I'm going to put on my thigh-highs. All right, so here's a message. (laughs) Do not put on three-year-old thigh-highs, do not. (laughs) thank goodness i went i was only going to the post office to start with before i went somewhere else and as i got out of the car and i'm walking up the sidewalk i could feel one of my thigh highs rolling down oh and i'm like this is this is not good so i had to walk i could have gone back to my car but i had to get these things mailed so i walked into the post office holding my thigh high up in one hand, <laughs> and one handing the package to the woman <laughs> behind the doctor saying okay here you go and then i i limped out and i thought hey, I, I, thank goodness it was really close to my house because i ran home and changed but <laughs> electricity wears out, it wears out,
2: so don't do that. And what happens, you're in the office, I mean, countless stories of getting a run in your hose no, and then no needing running. to buy emergency pants. I mean, it. you know, it, it really is, I forgot all about pantyhose, and all I can think of these days is that if you watch the podcast or listen to the podcast, My Favorite Murder, how many women used to get strangled with them? So, you know, the fact of the matter is, we don't need them.
0: oh my god that's (laughs) what a story thank you ginger you know it makes me think of i I remember being in college and i was i was in a a directing class and i you know being the performer i was in everybody's scenes i was like you need an actress i'll be your actress (laughs) you know and i was doing this scene where i had to play like a naive woman in a doctor's office who's like being examined and i had like you know it's like bra and underwear and i i was dancing at a modern dance company so i was used to being like in my leotards and tights but something about that bare feeling on my thighs i it was so weird and i kept saying can we do it again can we do it again cuz i just want i didn't want to feel as awkward as i i didn't want to look as awkward as i felt and i knew if i just kept rehearsing You know, but I remember feeling the air on my thighs at, you know, and it was, I was so used to being in a leotard in front of people and tights, but, um, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. And, um, thank God you weren't like at like, a you know, (laughs) speaking
1: (laughs) and. Well, it made for a very funny story, I guess, but I love it.
0: it. (laughs) I love it. Kathy, what about you? Do you have any wardrobe malfunction stories?
2: Oh, I, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I when I started my career, um, I tried to dress like a guy, you know, like wearing, you know, I wear like bow ties and, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it was. It's just so sad when I think about it. You know, And it's always so funny, too, because first part of my career, I was in international banking, and I was flying down to um, Argentina because I had clients there. Oh, my God. And, and, and the thing is, because I would meet with them, I had a suite, and I would meet the, meet with them in my room. I was usually followed by hotel security because they thought I might be turning tricks or something. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. If you could have seen me in one of my outfits, it was just like... That just said, repel, repel, go back, go back. I did not, there was nothing even remotely um, good looking about the outfits that I I wore. And so it wasn't until much later in my career that I found somebody who made, for me, it ended up being like a black shell with black pants and then jackets. And so for me, then it was simple. These which do I choose from? And so it took so much less mental energy and I needed it because of where I was in my career and the decision, the, the, you know, the room I needed in my head to actually live a life.
1: <laughs> that was the progression of fashion. I mean, when back in the 80s, you know, women need, felt they needed, in order to be able to compete with men, felt they had to dress like them. So it was like the Navy blue suit, the white shirt and the little tie of some and kind. And the big
0: shoulder pads, right?
1: Yeah shoulder pads. I'm still a fan of shoulder pads, actually, not the big, big giant wide ones, but for some people, myself included. But, and then what we went to, you know, as things went along, we went to what you just described. Let's do that column of color, the black and, and a bright color because things got very vibrant. So you were right there. You were actually in style <laughs> back then following the trend. But now, obviously, in some ways, it's a whole, it's a lot harder because there are so many choices out there. And when Business Casual came around, you know, I remember doing a workshop right at, like around 1990, when business casual was first beginning, and I did this workshop for this group, and one of the women was so angry at me because, you know, her idea of what business casual was should be was. You just take the casual clothes you have out of your closet and you put those on. You know, it doesn't matter whether you look like you're going to go clean your garage or you're. you know. She thought, and when I mentioned that, you know, you're, it's, it's a different way of looking at fashion. You may still have to buy some things that go, be, you know, that are kind of between the really formal look and the clean your garage clothes. Oh, my gosh. She was like beside herself that that was true.
2: But that was a that was a death knell for me, the whole business casual thing. It's like you don't understand the decade I grew up in, you know, or the decades where, you know, my jeans were torn. Um, You know, I wear when I'm not professionally dressed, I I look totally different. And and it becomes (laughs) you've just you've you've added a whole new equation to to the equation. Yes, yes.
0: I yes. love it. I have this image of you with a bow tie, like you're in freaking Argentina. How exciting, how sexy, how exotic. And there's Kathy
2: with a bow tie. Oh, my I was God. a banker. I was a banker. B-A-N-K-E-R, banker. And, you know, and the thing is, <laughs> there are those fine lines, right? So I always talk about how there's a fine line between mastery and insanity, right? Because the mastery is that you do the same thing over and over again, and it keeps growing and building and getting better. And insanity, we all know where that leads. And, um, and so, you know, you, 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 there is a difference between how I feel about myself, and then trying to live up to others expectations, right. And I think that's where ginger where your special sauce is, is the is the here's who you are this is what you like. Here's how you get to where you want to go so that it's about me not needing to conform to something, but to me, express me the way I, I, I want to in the best possible way. And yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like it's just so wholehearted and whole person what you're doing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. One of the things that I work with all of my clients on, whether they're in a class or I'm working with them one-on-one, is who are you? I call it, you know, discovering your inner beauty words. Who are you on the inside that makes you, you? And then let's use that information. And everybody's different. I've done that with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women, and no two women have ever had exactly the same inner beauty words. We are each unique. And, and then when you dress in a way that expresses that, then you feel self-confident. And when you feel confident, you project that energy and other people pick up on it. And then you don't even think about how others perceive you because you're radiating confidence and people know that. So it's like this win-win always. I have people focus on who are you and how do you want to express yourself so you feel great. The rest of it falls into place.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's it's, it's so an fun. inside job, isn't it? It's an inside job. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. so insight.
0: And so, Ginger, how do people find you?
1: They can find me. My website is totalimageconsultants.com and um as kathy mentioned i have a lot of youtube videos that people can go and watch i have blogs there on my on my website so there's lots of information out there about how to approach fashion from a a point of view that helps you feel amazing and also these days a lot of women want smaller wardrobes like how can i have capsule or something that i can just get dressed easily and not have to have a million things you know it's very doable but you have to have a plan and a strategy so i've got all kinds of blog posts and YouTube
2: videos. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. You know, I also, there was one on there that was things to say to people when they don't deserve to be able to say it. So I forget what the article, but it was sort of like, here's, here are about five potential, they escalate. Um, here are five potential responses to people who are like, you're wearing that. (laughs) you know what, it's good to have that in your pocket, because, Absolutely. you know, it's it's sometimes it's amazing what people feel like they it's their right to say, you know, and um, yeah, it's a free country. I can tell you how I think you look. Okay, well, no. you know, you can be I, armed with a good response.
0: I <laughs> yeah. can't imagine, you know, and I I walked around New York City. And, um, you know, I was like, auditioning, taking classes. Working 40 hours, you know, I was always, like, a lot of times walking around, like, thinking about what I had to do or, you know, and I remember so many men would come up to me and go, Smile, honey. That's not oh. that bad. And looking back, I, I can't believe I didn't hit people because, I, you know, it's like I am not here for your pleasure. Like, I am I'm here in my life. Like, I couldn't believe it. And I had, I had men, one time I was, like, in between shifts and i was in a store in times square which that's i should never have been there in the first place <laughs> but uh you know i was like walking around eating some nuts and this guy was like oh honey don't eat too many nuts you're too pretty and and i you know it's like Wah! i was this like I, it is shocking to me shocking like a stranger's going to comment on what i'm eating oh my god
1: inappropriate and i remember you reminded me that there one of the hurtful comments comments and unwanted advice that a woman shared with me was that her father said to her when she was in her teens um smile you're prettier when you smile so she here i'm pretty she heard i'm unattractive when i don't smile and it just Mm -hmm. made her totally neurotic about all that which just reminded me of what that person i mean you still remember what that guy or those people said to you it's just no we do we never have permission to i never give unsolicited advice to anybody i don't care if they're a relative or a friend they have to ask me and even then i'm a big believer is you you can you have to say things with love and grace and you know otherwise be quiet be quiet nobody asked you you know.
2: Right. Well, and your signature on your email is with beauty, love, and grace? Beauty, style, and grace. Beauty, style, and grace. So I just think grace. it's gorgeous. Yeah, I love those three words. It just sends a beautiful message. Well, you
0: know, and, I, and as a woman who's, you know, gone up and down with weight and size and, you know, I've been the woman in the bathroom sending daggers to the really pretty woman, you know, like, Mm. I'm not proud of that. But I've also been the pretty woman in the bathroom where everybody else is sending daggers, you know? And so one of the ways I've tried to make amends in my sobriety and recovery life is if I do see, sometimes I would see women where I, I worked at this restaurant and you could tell they were dressed up and feeling awkward. And I used to say, Oh, you look beautiful. Or, Oh, I love that dress on you because you know, it takes courage to wear something that's not, if you, you know, if you've lived in yoga pants for the week or whatever, <laughs> and, you know, and it takes something, I think, to put yourself together if you don't have the opportunity to dress up. And so I always tried to give positive, I mean, it was authentic, but yeah. that was one of my ways of, of making a, a living amends to people. It's like, oh, you look beautiful. Or like if I, if I, um, you know, I'm, if I'm shopping and I see some a woman looking in the mirror, you know, and I it, and if I feel moved, I'll be like, "Oh, that looks cute on you." Like I, I do try to be positive if, if it feels right, if it feels appropriate, you know. Right. Yeah, it I feels- love that.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love that too. It's wonderful.
0: So Ginger, I have another question. So, so I teach camera, right? I help. I help mostly women and, and a few smart men feel comfortable on camera and make short videos and longer videos and, you know, everything keeps changing. But so many people say, oh, I hate the way I look or I want to lose more weight. So what do you tell people who are like, oh, I want to work with you, but I feel like I need to lose weight first?
1: Oh, my goodness. You wouldn't believe how often I hear that. I, yeah, every day, right? Yeah. And, and again, it, it makes me sad. That, you know, women are putting their lives on hold and feel so unhappy about who they are and how they look. And, you know, my belief always is that we can be beautiful no matter what's going on with our body or how our, you know, bodies are shaped or any of that. And that who wants to spend their – what happens with women who are in the – feel like they have to lose weight before they can do anything nice for themselves is they feel yucky all of that time while they're waiting to lose weight, and sometimes they don't lose the weight and then they feel even worse. Right. My feeling is, let's feel great now. And then Mm -hmm. you know what, if you lose the weight, fine. And if you don't, you feel great. So I'm always a big believer is, let's work with where you are right now because any of the principles that I teach anyone, they work no matter what your weight, no matter what your height, no matter what your coloring, no matter any of the age, any of those things. They work for you, and they can be translated as things as your lifestyle changes, as the fashions change, as your body changes because that happens too as we get older. You know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, principles still work. So why not learn them now and then? If your body changes, either because you wanted it to or you didn't, it doesn't matter. It's you know you can apply them and still feel good about how you look. So, yeah, please don't. Wait. Oh my goodness. That just breaks my heart.
2: Yeah. I think that's beautiful advice. Don't wait.
1: Yeah. Don't I love wait. it.
0: I love it. And you know, I mean, I have to say like I I'm having so much fun with camera stuff because it's, you know, kind of like from the waist up. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, I I love that. And and I do love like what you're teaching. You know, like Yeah. Because I'm, I'm so curvy, I didn't know, like, I used to not show off my waist. Oh. And I realized that that's, it's really good for me to show my waist, you know? And, and I, I realized, like, because I used to wear, you know, sort of blousier, bulkier things. And then when I would wear something that was sort of more form-fitting, well, people would always go, oh, my God, you lost weight. And I was oh. like, I haven't. I'm just dressing better or whatever. So that's interesting. Yeah, there's so many things we can
2: learn. So now, d- now I just wanna. So for because um, we both um, lived in New York. I lived in New York for t- about 20 years before I moved here to Chicago. I do wear a lot of black. So <laughs> do I get like a New York exemption? Because it's not so much because I'm an artiste, but because it's good in terms of keeping your clothes looking clean. <laughs> New (laughs) Yorkers. It's like I always feel like apartments are so small in New York, there should be feng shui exemptions, (laughs) right? Like special dispensations for people depending on where they live.
1: That's really funny. That's funny. You know, again, I'm a believer. If you're happy wearing black and you feel great wearing it, I'm a a believer you wear what makes you happy and what you feel really great wearing. If you said, you know, I have to wear black because I live in New York and otherwise it's dirty, (laughs) I'd like, okay, well, let's explore what the other options are. You know, so, again, there, yeah, sure, there are guidelines out there to help people make really great choices. I teach that a lot in my six-week class, very in-depth. But the goal, really, no matter what it is, is how you feel in what you're wearing. And if there's a color, even if I think, wow, that color, wow, while you're wearing that shade of mustard, oh, really? You know, I would first of all, I would never say that to someone. And secondly, if she feels amazing in the mustard, wear it, enjoy it, you know, because you'll just radiate this sense of of beauty. Mm. And so, you know, that's, you know, if you're wearing black because you love it, go for it. If you're wearing it because you feel like you have to, then we should talk.
2: (laughs) And um, do you have any classes coming up that we can let our listeners know about? Or is it on a rolling admission?
1: It it varies. My my six-week class, um, we're halfway through now. So the next one will start, I think, in April. But I am doing, I started this last year because so many women said to me, oh, yeah, when COVID hit, I thought, oh, and now I'll have time to clean out my closet. And then, you know, 10 months later, they still had not cleaned out their closet. So I, um, I did a closet cleaning class. So I have this class called Take Your Closet from Chaos to Calm and Have Fun Doing It. And I'm going to be doing that again in uh, March. So it's, it's a four-week class, and it's super fun to clean out a lot of your closet that way. With my, I'm there uh, to help you. So it's really fun. But that's my next class. That's my oh,
2: cool. That's wonderful. I yeah. love oh, that. Oh my gosh. That's so it,
1: fun. It I, I need it to be small because I need to be able to give everybody support. So yeah, it's super fun. And where are you based, Ginger? Oh, I'm just a little north of Boston. I'm in Lynn, Massachusetts.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I grew up in Scituate.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just... And
2: I'm originally from Dot, Dorchester.
1: Ah, there you go. Awesome place too. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. You have- Kathy, do your, do your accent, do your,
2: does it spark joy? Does it spark joy? Um, <laughs> you know, I knew um, a friend of ours had a dog named Bubba Ann and, um, and she um, had a heart murmur. And so I said, Oh my God, Bubba Ann has a heart murmur. <laughs> and, um, and it's, it's anyway, that's just a little, you know, we put R's where there aren't R's to make up for the missing R's at the end of words for people love- who have that. I've worked for years to kind of, come back from that a little bit but i i just love accents i could listen to them for days
1: it's so cool and i love that you can do both so you have (laughs) these are always good are you are you ginger are you from massachusetts I am. I'm from out western part around the Springfield area, a little town called Feeding Hills that nobody's. Ever oh heard of.
2: wow! No, <laughs> I went to school at UMass Amherst, and I oh, never heard of that.
1: I went to Mount Feeding Orlando, Hills, so yeah.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I remember reading that about your story. Yeah, how fabulous! Wow. Okay. Well, one more time as we wrap up, Ginger.
0: Any final tips? If there's one other super tip you want
1: to lay on us, so. Yes. And that is, it's very simple. Write this down. Never settle for good enough. Mm. You're out shopping and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I need a tank top. Oh, I wanted bright blue. Oh, this one's sort of a faded blue. Oh, well, it fits. Okay, it's good enough. No, no. You don't have to go naked. Nobody has to go naked. Go home and wear what's good enough at home and wait until you find that beautiful bright blue tank top that you're looking to get. Never settle for good enough. It'll never make you happy when you get dressed. Always hold out for what's amazing. and makes you feel like a million bucks.
2: Wow. Wisdom bombs. Lots of them. Truth.
1: Woo. Awesome. And so one more time, Ginger, tell us the name of your website. It's Total Image Consultants with an S. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank I you love, so much, Ginger. This has just class. been so much oh, fun. Last. This was very fun. Very so fun. much Thank fun. You.
0: Yeah. Well, we love, we love showcasing amazing, powerful women and um, just for our, our listeners, if you are stuck in a job you just don't know about or if you are thinking it's time to leave and you don't want to burn bridges, Kathy Keegan is an amazing and extraordinary coach and that is
2: Her specialty. Yeah, If you and if you hear somebody, a friend of yours say, oh my gosh, my job is just killing me, you don't have to know exactly what I do, but what you can say is, I know someone who knows a lot about that and could be really helpful. Um, And then those of you who are on camera, like almost all of us all of these days, um, if you want to look fabulous, but also come from within to where your story comes from and really exude that, Did that did that come out right? I think. (laughs) Yes. Um, Then you want to you want to talk to Elaine Williams, right? Captivate the crowd. Um, Elaine, take it away. Well, thank you, Kathy. I'm I'm I
0: have to say I'm having so much fun. I've been learning a lot about short form videos, which is all the rage right now. And I'm starting a new group program February one. So I'm not sure when we're dropping this. But I'm, I'm, if I have enough of a demand, I'll start another one because I like to have small groups so we all get to go and there's no hiding. But we do a deep dive into short form and how to make one and then repurpose it to all these other platforms. And it's just a great way for people to get to know you and what you're about and how you help. And, and I like to make it fun because if you're having fun, you're going to keep doing
2: it, right? So. Well, and I got to work with Elaine, and I get to work with her all the time, but I worked with her specifically on this, and she makes you feel like a million bucks. Oh, thank you, She Cassie. sees you, she hears you, and she is your biggest fan. So anyway, we are just so delighted. This has been so much fun for us. You know, there are different ways to release crying is one, but we choose laughter as much as we can. Yes. Um, and so we're so grateful for our listeners and for for everybody today.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Everybody have a great week. Bye. And Bye we'll
2: talk to you now. next time. So long. So long. Farewell. I'll, I'll be the same. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I hate to go and miss this pretty sight. Yay. You made it to the
0: end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or kathy at kathykeegan.com or elaine at captivate the crowd.com. See you next time.